The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. Psalm 14.1. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Loft. I'm one of your hosts, Jason. So we got a nice little uh, small but awesome crew, as always, today. We have uh, Mr. Justin Knowles back with us again. So good to see you, bro. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, awesome. We had some real fun the last time, and uh, some actually some positive feedback from that. Maybe we can get into that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, as always, we also have Scott, our faithful producer. What's up, bro? Doing doing pretty good over here. All right, good to see you as always. And uh, yeah, just uh, thank you. Just as the listeners, you know, I've I've been seeing um, more and more kind of feedback and comments on our Facebook page. Um, just real positive things, you know, uh, compliments and, and kind of feedback, uh, as far as like, uh, that this show has been helpful to you guys, uh, just, uh, by bringing up certain topics or issues and helping you clarify things about your own worldview and, and how you, uh, understand, uh, the intersection of our faith and, uh, certain events in the world. And so, yeah, really appreciate that. Just keep them coming. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, but you can also check us out on uh, SoundCloud. And I think there's some other Galaxy Android type, you know, podcast apps that Justin, you you got it like an Android phone. How how do you find our show? Yeah, <laughs> it was difficult. Yeah, uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Got to work on that. Yeah, and I think it was through SoundCloud. I I uh, went to the facebook site and then clicked on that yeah and uh i did i couldn't find the last episode for a while oh okay yeah and mm-hmm. i'm not sure what that was about that but then i clicked on a link that was on there and it brought me right to that episode so all right good luck with that yeah well i will try and make that more easy <laughs> um but uh, yeah, what, well, I guess what, uh, what we wanted to talk about uh, today and maybe do a couple of shows of this is, uh, you know, Justin, you and I, we've talked a lot about uh, kind of off the air about um, our, uh, our, our just desire to encourage believers in um, becoming more grounded in their apologetic uh, endeavors and just um, and part of that process is really engaging with and interacting with um, arguments from the other side and not taking things that are uh, caricatures or you know kind of straw men but really getting um, okay what is out there that's really compelling and even kind of difficult sometimes and 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 getting into those discussions because we we have a faith that is an intellectually rigorous you know god has given us a mind and an intellect and he he requires us to use them you know the um i think of the bereans and acts you know that they were considered uh, more noble than those around them because they would listen to what the apostles said but then they would go home and search the scriptures to see if those things were true they didn't just take it just because people even authorities said so and i think that's a real important 
truth for us to get as Christians that uh, just because uh, a pastor says it or a small group leader says it or even you or I or whatnot says it, you know, have you gone and done that work? Have you sought it out yourself? You know, I think that's really important. Um, and I think it just gets you a lot. At least what I've found is um, when I'm able to do that and then bring that to my friends who are outside the faith, they recognize that and they respect me a lot for it. They appreciate that, that I'm willing to kind of address those those things and, and even acknowledge that, hey, this is a difficult question right here, you know. And so I think uh, uh, you were talking a little bit about... Um, a person in particular, someone we both uh, think very highly love, <laughs> uh, who's uh, passed away now, but uh, uh, somebody who's come up uh, in your small groups uh, more than once. And so why don't you talk a little bit about that? That'll launch us into our clip for today. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, <clears throat> I guess going back, uh, you, you mentioned small groups. You know, we have a a, uh, a small group of uh, five couples that have been meeting since about 2006, so quite a long time. Um, and uh, just give a little backstory. One of the very first things we looked at as a small group, and it, it's fascinating, we did this. I, I think it was uh, uh, probably the only small group that had maybe ever done this. Instead of diving right into uh, you know a book of the Bible or that sort of thing, we're we're more of a marriage uh, small group. Uh, that's our affinity. We're everybody's married in there, and you know we we deal with the issues of being married and challenges and all that and having kids. So, but one of the very first things we did is we we took a short, uh, I think it was a week or two of looking at other religions and other cults, mm-hmm. and every couple uh, basically picked one. Uh, from Scientology, Buddhism, uh, to Mormonism, uh, and I, it, it was it was kind of strange at first, but wow, you know, the, the couples came back and they just kind of laid it out. Well, this is this is their core beliefs. This is what they uh, what they believe in, and this is what they believe about Jesus in particular, because that's kind of usually mm-hmm. the real pivoting point there. Um, and uh, for me, I've always had a thirst for knowledge in that uh, studying the other side. Uh, I mean, my time in war and, and being in multiple countries, you see people that are so in love with their religion, they're willing to die for it. Right. Uh, and you don't see that too much here. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, as far as Christianity goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we call it radical Islam or whatever. But right. it, it's still... Uh, people are willing to do go to extreme measures, even on the atheist side, to to you know to support their their cause to uh, evangelize. Yeah. you know, yeah. And I've always been fascinated by it because I've sat on an airplane before with seven hours next to a Buddhist, next, next to Islamic, maybe not extremist, but somebody who passionately cares about that, and mm-hmm. to have a conversation with them without pointing fingers and grandstanding right. and just listening with a open heart uh, is what I wanted to get across to uh, as a leader of my tiny small group and facilitator sometimes but hey let's let's learn about this let's be open-minded and understand their belief yeah uh, and understand where they're coming from and face those challenges head-on and and Christopher Hitchens has has been somebody I've studied 
uh, over the years. And as you mentioned, he passed away, unfortunately, so we won't see him in these great debates anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, if anybody out there is listening and, and just pulls up YouTube and looks at Christopher Hitchens, and the second you hear from him, first of all, he's got a British accent, so he sounds awesome, right? <laughs> he, sounds yeah, he, auto he automatically sounds more intelligent. Absolutely. His accent, for sure. So, you know, you hear that, but um, he was a journalist and mm -hmm. uh, very well read and written. Um, and he kind of, he started to take this stand. Uh, he just got tired of uh, uh, the grandstanding by the other side and said, yeah. no, oh, here's... Here's not only what I believe, uh, but in general, why don't you think about these questions? Why don't you think about this? Yeah. And I think this kind of leads up to kind of what maybe we'll we'll hear today. And the reason that I I, I liked it, and you've I think memorized this because uh, I like it so much. This, <laughs> you know, uh, these challenging questions. Yeah. It's thought provoking. Mm -hmm. You know, and and a, and a video like this gets millions of views, and and oh, yeah. it uh, well maybe not this one in particular, but you know he goes around to campuses all over the world or he used to and and he'd take on some of the best and most of the time i think he did better if not yeah. really crush the other side from thought-provoking questions that maybe we couldn't answer and i certainly couldn't answer some of them but i go huh how, what if somebody asked me that yeah yeah how would i approach it no and i think that's that's exactly that's so important because it's important to, I think, distinguish, you know, you know, Hitchens, Dawkins, Sam Harris, those guys, these upper echelon militant atheists, you know, hardcore guys is not going to be the person that you're sitting down with coffee with necessarily, but they might have read his book. Sure. They might have seen a video. And so they could latch on to that kind of argumentation and they're persuaded by it. So then when they put it out in conversation with you then like you said yeah you are confronted with it and i think it's the responsible thing to do not to dodge it not to pivot away or 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 just retreat to um well the bible's true and that's that's it jesus loves me that's it. yeah the mean? reaction kind of thing this, like that the know? reaction is so fascinating because i've showed this video and other clips to to many, many people. And I watch for what do they say right after it. Right. It, for me, it was, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, jeez. I want to know more, not in the fact that I'm ready to get on that side of the camp. No. But how do I defend my faith against that? But how do I answer that question? Um, yeah. But the reaction I've seen most of the time is... Well, first of all, Justin, why are you showing me this video and why are we looking at this? Are, are you an atheist now? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? You shouldn't be reading these books. You shouldn't be watching this. And it yeah. comes from my wife mostly yeah. at night. You know, what are you doing reading Dawkins? Well, why yeah. not? Yeah. Are, are, you know, are we in this little box where we can't do that sort of thing? And some of our biggest fights have been over that. You know, uh, late at night, I'm watching these, these and trying to, I'm trying to unpack his his, uh, you know, his his defense of, uh, of atheism and the questions he poses to us, because he does, he puts it out there. Right. What do you think about this? And that's what's going to happen in this uh, short clip we have. Um, but I think it's fascinating, and especially the reaction. And when I hear people just, no, I, I don't even want to answer that. Or, you know what, just God loves everybody. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, man, I just, as as a faithful, as much as I can be follower of Christ, I, I I'll, I'll just say I, I have such a deep affection 
for Christopher Hitchens. I just I appreciate him so much because he he tries very hard to be consistent with his worldview. And he, like you said, Justin, he takes to task many apologists who who engage in apologetics in a way that I believe, uh, and that could be a whole nother show, isn't exactly faithful and biblical sometimes. And these are brothers in Christ, and I wouldn't you know, doubt their salvation, but they're just sloppy. They're not doing apologetics in the proper faithful way. And he doesn't let them get away with it. He'll call them out and he will corner (laughs) them and he will devastate them. And yeah, I'm like, right on. (laughs) Just not because again, not, not because I want to diss people, but just say, yeah, God, God is calling us to always be ready, you know, to, to like first Peter three says, we need to set Christ apart in our hearts as Lord, always being ready to give an answer, to give a defense, to give an apologia, right? A reasoned defense to anyone who asks for the hope that lies within us to do so with gentleness and respect. And that's that's the uh, charter verse, right, of all apologetics. And so, yeah, Chris Richens, like you said, Justin, he, and, and men like him are putting these things out. And now because of social media and YouTube, these things are getting out there. And so... Yeah, I was, um, I don't know if you listened to this one, but we did a show recently where I had um, a listener, actually, uh, who listens, like, in Lahaina and stuff like mm-hmm. that, come on the show and tell us a little bit about her story. She'd re- she comments a lot and stuff. And we had talked about, uh, she had attended, like, a small group once, kind of back in the day. She has some kind of a church background, but still a seeker, you know. Um, she had said how... You know, there were things being said in that small group that, you know, she didn't really agree with or she had questions, but she never really <clears> found that uh, that platform for kind of discussing that, you know. And uh, like you, I, I, I love a small group that allows for that, you know. Now, within reason, and certainly you don't want to have things go on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I mean, when I was doing a small group, I, I left time at the end specifically so that we could chat and do little Q and A's and questions and just say, hey, let's let's talk about what what do you think about this? So, yeah, and and then with atheism in particular, you know, Craig, uh, our senior pastor, had asked me to do a couple of talks um, in his discipleship class um, on apologetics, and so I did this thing that I kind of just tried, but <laughs> it was uh, it worked out pretty well. Uh, it worked really well, I think. Uh, Craig really liked it. So I go in and, um, you know, I'm going to give this presentation on apologetics, right? Mm. And uh, the way I do it, and they're sitting there and I said, you know, Craig's asked me to come and speak. And what I'm going to share with you tonight is uh, that I've seen the light. I've seen the light of atheism. And I'm here to uh, tell you uh, as Christians why you need to come over to this side. And I spent the next like 20 or 30 minutes like giving out a positive case for atheism mm-hmm. and, and, and painting these, these arguments and, and really asking them, hey, well, why do you believe what you believe? You know, tell me why you believe in these fairy tales and whatever. And, you know, people were visually getting like, oh, I'm, I'm a little edgy right now. A little, this is making me feel uncomfortable, you know. But, and then after, obviously, I, I did more of a teaching, but I, I think it's healthy for us to 
to go through some of that stuff sometimes where it's like, yeah, like deal with these questions. Like you said, Justin, it's like, this is, this is a big one. And, uh, and, and I think, uh, there are few, uh, people who do it better than Hitchens does it. And, uh, uh, yeah, I even think Dawkins is, uh, he tends to be a little more whiny to me <laughs> in his yeah. reading and writing, uh, you know, it can be, uh, yeah. Hitchens is just much more. I'm not a fan of, uh, of his talks when yeah. the, the few that I've listened to are endured. It, it's, it's not great. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah. but I want to go back to when you were talking to, uh, that discipleship class and kind of taking the other side. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you pointed out the almost visceral reaction you'll get from some people yes you know they they how could this happen or Mm -hmm. how could he make that point he just said fairy tales and you know and he's making fun of things and you know i think that's where people stumble they may not have an answer uh and um i mean you're probably there to teach them tools yeah and uh, and and ways to get around that right and, and things like that and i think that's where a lot of people stumble well i don't have an answer so, but I don't like you saying things about something I'm passionate about. Right. So they can't have an intellectual discussion about it. Um, and I think that's where we fall short a little bit. Um, and so I'm glad you did that. It's, I think it's, I think it's great. I think because we run into, we're in real life. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're in real life. We run into people at Starbucks and all the time. And sometimes you get in on that conversation or you hear somebody that is passionate on the other side. I mean, I've had Jehovah's Witness come to my house. And I tell you what, they're super passionate. Yeah. And they know the Bible very, very well. Yep. And uh, how are you able to navigate a good conversation with them without slamming the door in their face, yeah. without being tyrannical and, no, that's not, I'm going to go to John 1 1 and let's yeah. talk about that. And, it, you know, how do you have that uh, meeting in the middle? Yeah. Uh, and I think um, that's, uh, that's where some apologists and, and probably where you take people, well, how do you get there? You know, um, how do yeah. we have a balance here and be accepting of your passion right. and to see the love that I have for my religion through that mm-hmm. as we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Hitchens, he he really eats up a lot of uh, apologists, but he does it in an intellectual way. Right. Um, and kind of smart Alex sometimes because that's his Most style. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and when I see apologists come back with kind of this passion, this vigor, it, it really breaks him down quite a bit. I think yeah. uh, Dinesh D'Souza, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen, uh, he's, I, I think he's the one who's navigated the best against him, other than his, uh, uh, the, the one he did the roadshow with. Yeah, um, Doug the Swolson. Yeah, I, I, that's great because yeah. they're literally having a beer together and going, yeah. all right, so I understand, I get that. Okay, let's let's go down this pathway. And, and, and it's great. Um, and I think if we're teaching anybody anything, um, it's it's how to, to really control the emotions. It's yeah. be able to to uh, have a just a conversation with somebody because it's such a personal thing. Yep. And that boils to the top. And I've seen it in my Ohana group. Yep. The you know the one guy turns into an Incredible Hulk if yeah. you say anything and you can't be like, well, I feel I don't quite agree with this one thing, and it just yeah. blows up. Yeah. And you're like, where did we get with that? Yeah. Nowhere. So. It's it's a conversation ender, you know. It yeah. stops things from happening, which is unfortunate, and it shouldn't be that way, especially for us as Christians. It, it needs to begin from a place of love, you know. You, you, when you engage in apologetics or reaching out to people, and we've talked about this before in previous shows, but 
pray for that burden first and foremost before you engage in any kind of uh, debate or exchange you know pray that god gives you his heart towards that person you know that that you have a genuine love you really want to know what they believe and why they yeah. do and yeah, you know what i mean and so that so that you're not trying to go after uh, i've said this before but just, you know mormon merit badge or an atheist right, merit badge right, like yeah. look i won this this argument you know what i mean like you you really do care about them and from there you're then to engage you know intellectually and rigorously with okay let's let's look at your arguments and let's separate out let's discern what are you know relevant things and what are like personal attacks and let's let's kind of go through that and do that work you know but but it's got to start from a place of love and and that's where you know you said with Jehovah's Witnesses I mean you, we were talking earlier about people's commitment to their faith you know and how uh, worldwide, you see that on an extreme level where they'll die for it. Well, you know, I think I always commend, always, my Mormon friends and Jehovah's Witness friends on their passion and their zeal. Because I said, you guys give up uh, a year of life for mission missionary work. All of you do. You give up of your Saturdays to come door to door knowing that people are going to slam them in your faces. And Christians could take notes from that. You know, like I just I tell them that every time I said, I think more Christians should do those things that you do because you're you're demon, you're walking out your beliefs in this way. And so, you know, I, I appreciate that when that happens. Now, I think that one can be passionate about wrong things. And that's where that sure. discussion goes to. I think you can be sincere, but sincerely wrong. And that's where that's where the conversation goes. But. But recognizing that sincerity, recognizing that zeal, I think it's totally fine whether you're talking to a Mormon, a Jehovah's Witness, or an atheist, you know? Yeah. And so, that's yeah. Um, I love that zeal for, and I think that's what attracts me to learning more from somebody, regardless of faith. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know I go, you know, the Bible, how much Jesus hates lukewarm. Oh, you yeah. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm in that aspect when, somebody oh, i don't know christianity buddhism you know it's all kind of i'm just kind of in the middle yeah i i don't even want to have a conversation yeah I, I mean that's just personally me yeah. it's but i love the i you know i i'm, I'm a buddhist and i'm passionate yeah. about it yeah you know, i will sit here all day and have a conversation i i'd love that and i'm and I've found the most success when I'm seeking information. I'm just, hey, tell me more about this. And how does this work? Not to build up my argument against them, but to, to understand their, the, the love for they have for this, um, which I don't have. But it sure opens up the conversation. It makes yeah. it a lot easier. Yeah, um, yeah. When somebody's lukewarm, and that's just, uh, it's not a strength for me to, to really talk with yeah. them because it's, you know, they haven't really put a stake in the ground. And... Uh, said either way, even if they, they have questions. Well, yep. uh, it's, it's difficult. To recognize that there is no neutrality, that everybody has a worldview. And Hitchens recognized this even as an atheist. I remember hearing him say once that uh, um, anyone who claims to be an agnostic uh, 
is like a coward because they just they don't want to commit to an atheist. Yeah. Like you either believe in God or you don't. Right. There's no middle ground. Right. Like he, that's a biblical truth. Like Jesus said, you're either with me or against me. There's no middle ground, you know. And 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 I just it's brilliant, you know, <laughs> that that he said that, you know. And so yeah, I I totally agree. And I think uh, when you're able to say no, this is these are my beliefs. I appreciate that because it gives us something to work with. Okay, now having put that out there, let's let's talk about it. Let's get into it. And so I think that flows us really nicely uh, into this clip that I thought we could interact with. And uh, we'll play this clip. This is something that uh, if you're familiar with Chris Rachens, you know this is one of his uh, his go-to kind of arguments. Um, it's a good one. And uh, I'm going to play it in its entirety. And then uh, we'll talk about it. And uh, Justin, I'd, I'd love to hear you kind of on the back end of this come in because you've played this clip uh, to your small group, I, I believe. Is that is that right? I don't think I played it in entirety, but I think we've discussed you've brought some, this up. some of the arguments. Right. Uh, so you brought this up. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd, I'd be really curious on kind of like you were saying, as you're watching for the response. <laughs> and as we play this, you know, for those of you who are listening think about that for yourselves like genuinely listen if you've never heard this before you know pause it right after this clip is done and just take a moment take a beat and just think like well, how would i respond to that you know uh, and write to us you know put it in there uh, even uh, if you've had any experience like that uh, with with this clip so let's get to it Let's say that the consensus is that our species, we being the higher primates, um, Homo sapiens, have been, has been on the planet for at least 100,000 years, maybe, maybe more. Uh, Francis Collins says maybe 100,000, Richard Dawkins thinks maybe a quarter of a million. I'll take 100,000. In order to be Christian, you have to believe that for 98,000 years, our species suffered and died, most of its children dying in childbirth, most other people having a life expectancy of about 25, dying of their teeth, famine, struggle, bitterness, war, suffering, misery, all of that for 98,000 years, heaven watches it with complete indifference. And then 2,000 years ago, thinks, that's enough of that, we should, it's time to intervene. The best way to do this would be by condemning someone to a human sacrifice somewhere in the less literate parts of the Middle East. Not, let's appear to the Chinese, for example, where people can read and study evidence and have a civilization. Let's go to the desert and have another revelation there. This is nonsense. You, it, it can't be believed by a thinking person. Why am I glad this is the case, to get to the, uh, the point of um, the, the wrongness in the other sense of Christianity? Because I think the teachings of Christianity are immoral. Uh, the central one is the most immoral of all. That is the one of vicarious redemption. You can throw your sins onto somebody else vulgarly known as scapegoating, in, in fact, or originating as scapegoating in, in, the, in, the, in the same area, in the same desert. Um, I can pay your debt if I love you. Um, I can serve your term in prison if I love you very much. I can volunteer to do that. I can't take your sins away because I can't abolish your responsibility, and I shouldn't offer to do so. Your responsibility has to stay with you. There's no vicarious redemption. There very probably, in fact, is no redemption at all. Um, it's just a part of, uh, of wish thinking, and I don't think wish thinking is good for people either. Um, it, it even manages to pollute the central question, the word I just employed, the most important word of all, the word love, by making love compulsory, by saying you must love. You must love your neighbor as yourself, something you can't actually do, but you'll always fall short, so you can always be found guilty. Uh, by saying you must love someone who you also must fear, that's to say a supreme being, a, an eternal father. 
someone of whom you must be afraid, but you must love him too. If you fail in this duty, you're again a wretched sinner. This is not mentally or morally or intellectually healthy. And that brings me to the final objection. I'll, I'll, I'll condense it, um, Dr. Olasky, um, which is that this is a totalitarian system. Um, if there was a God who could do uh, these things and demand these things of us, and who was eternal and unchanging, we would be living under a dictatorship from which there was no appeal, and one that could never change, and one that knows our thoughts and can con convict us of thought crime and condemn us to eternal punishment for actions that we are condemned in advance to be taking. Um, all, all this in the round, and I could say more, um, it's an excellent thing that there's absolutely no reason to believe any of it to be true. Yeah, so uh, quite. Yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit extended from what I, uh, I remember on because he makes that point quite a bit. He does a hundred thousand years argument, right? Um, which you know, the first time I had saw that, I, I think I'd stopped the video at that point, and went, "Wow, <laughs> that's pretty good." Mm -hmm. You know that. Uh, I didn't really have much uh, to offer there. You know, I, you know, he's he's proposing that God is just there and watching, and you know, I I had to agree with him at some points, and my own personal uh, limited view of sure there was there was suffering, and and before we knew what earthquakes were, right, right, uh, where's that coming from? That's the earthquake God, and let's sacrifice a bunch of people for the earthquake God to make it go away, and. Absolutely. And that's, is that an all loving God that just sits by and watches that happen? I, you know, I really, I was at a loss. I didn't really know how to respond. And, and you guys can't see the video in there, but they kind of pan around the room and, and hear these people just listening in awe you yeah. know, of this, of this point. Um, and I, I think it was very, very well done. I, I'm bummer. We can't hear the response to that yeah um, well maybe on another show i can bring because i have this this is from a uh, documentary called collision and uh if you're gonna do a christopher Hitchin argument scott that's the way to do it huh because dominic uh darren doan i'm sorry darren doan is the director and uh he was he was putting that putting his verbals with like that little flute you know the, that little instrumentation mm -hmm. in the back. Yeah, yeah. It was so nice, nicely done. Yeah. You know that kind of ominous yeah. tones, and so, it was just brilliant. And then like he would cut in yeah. the reactions. I mean, yeah. it's just it's well done. It's well done. I agree. So yeah, that's um, and and I yeah. So he's in a uh, a debate really. That's that's where that's taken from a debate and a presentation with uh, Douglas Wilson. And so yes, maybe I will bring that. Um, uh, clip in and we can uh, we can look at that response at another show but uh, but when you've gone over that uh, Justin with with people in your small group what's what's kind of been the the reaction um well for some there's you know there is no reaction mm -hmm. they just kind of like oh because because they react to what he says when they don't have a, a good response or an argument or uh, you know aren't uh, intellectually I guess knowledgeable about that area you know when right. they hear christianity is immoral they hear mm -hmm. the the jabs and you know when he said uh about the resurrection and, and and 
you know, they're going to sacrifice somebody yeah. in, in, in Bronze Age Palestine. You know, it, you have to go back there and listen to it a couple of times because <laughs> you can get caught up in it. I, I do. Caught up. I do. Even as listening to it there, like if you're really not, it's so easy to get swept up in especially the way that he like strings things yeah. together no, it's, it's uh it's, it's, really it's massively good. done it really so the reaction you get is one visceral in oh hey how could he say that you know sure i'm offended immediately mm-hmm. um and that's common yeah. uh that's common and uh, I, I see that and I go, well, what's your response to that? I don't know. I'm upset. I, why we shouldn't be watching this, you know? Yeah. And, and, and if I can get them kind of past that to have more of a, Hey, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What did he mean by this? Right. Like I would ask Hitchens, well, can you explain that a little bit more? What, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and some in our group can do that and, and there are some in our group. Oh, 100%. I totally believe the the, the 100,000 year theory and and uh and they point to the the Bible and go, "Wow, man, there's been lots of carnage and and man, people have been just taken out all all throughout the Old Testament." Oh yeah. And whole uh, groups of people. Oh yeah, whole it's, cities it's and stuff. gnarly and uh you know, he makes the comparison to to a celestial north Korea yep. and which is well it's done. It's one of his favorite well. ones, yeah. Because I joke with my my wife sometimes, just uh, hey, it's gonna be. Don't worry about this one thing. If we die, we're gonna be in heaven and we're gonna be praising the Lord for all eternity. And she's like, "What? Don't say that." And I'm like, "Well, it's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what we're doing, you know." And I yeah. say that in jest, but uh, the reaction I get from like my wife grew up in the church. That's all she's ever known. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I grew up without it and seeking something and you know and finally going wow there's got to be something more than this yeah um and so that's the reactions i get and it's most of the time just very uh they don't want to talk about it or they, they're offended right away right um, right i don't know if yeah. you, that you've experienced that or, yeah well you know yeah it's definitely again this isn't um while it's certainly true, this this isn't uh, going to be your typical uh, coffee shop yeah. conversation. <laughs> Someone would be this articulate, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like that's that's for sure. <laughs> but having said that, like again, because of social media and the internet, they could say, "Hey, well, what about that argument that Hitchens yeah. made?" And hey, I'll show it to you right here on my I'll phone. I'll just bring it right up. What do, you know? Yeah. And they'll he'll do a better job than I could. So here you go. Yeah. And so you're still left with it, and. Um, yeah, it's something that I think needs to be um, given its proper respect. It's it's also something that I think what's really important, and I think maybe we can. I'm, I'm kind of have an idea, an idea like right on the spot here, like <laughs> uh, of just maybe like closing the show soon, letting this sit. Mm. You guys kind of like respond, think about it. Then the next show that we do. We'll come back and we'll answer it. I don't know. I, th- I think that might be kind of cool. Let's do um, it. Because yeah. I think like this, something like this should be like, let's just put it out there. And, um, you know, what do you guys think? And Good to get some feedback. And I get like some, that. Yeah, yeah, get some feedback and we'll come back on the next show. And uh, we'll, we'll, I, I want to encourage you uh, that um, there definitely is a way to navigate through this. It's not some kind of like, 
impenetrable force is it scott you know so it's a little inside thing right there but um it's it it seems very intimidating and there's a lot of intimidating parts but if we stand if we if we stand on the truth of god's word if we have a, a foundation uh in objective reality and objective truth and understand the authority that god has given through his word and through his son um, and th- by and through his revelation, um, we're going to be able to engage with any argument, um, no matter what it is. And we're going to be able to do this in, in a whims- whimsical way, in a, in a loving way. And so it's important to not be scared off um, but at the same time, recognize that, yeah, this is a good question. And, and that's a good takeaway, too. And I think that's how we can end it. Like, it's not a sin for you in conversation. You're not disappointing God if in your conversation with somebody who really gets you in some corner to say, I don't have an answer. That's a really good one. I'm going to have, can we talk again about that? You know, I just don't know what it is. And maybe that person does have you. Uh, in that place, I remember talking to some people saying, you know, I don't like talking to Jehovah's Witnesses because, like you said, Justin, they know the Bible better than I do. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. my response is, well, shame on you then. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with that. You know, so go back and get into the word and go study and, and, and be honest with that person and say, yeah, that's that's a really good one. And let me come back to you. Let's have another conversation. Now you've just taken your one engagement made it two yeah and made it made it maybe three and four and you know what that person i guarantee is going to appreciate that and respect that you know unless there's some kind of hardcore i just want an argument not an answer and there are people like that so discernment skills do come into play some people want an answer others want an argument but most of the time people are going to really respect that they're going to really i think if we did that more consistently as Christians, not give, not jump to some canned answer, but be authentic about, yeah, I, I recognize that this is a difficult one and uh, I don't want to skirt around it and I don't want to jump around. Like I'm doing, I'm teaching through, you know, the Old Testament uh, weekly and like there's parts in there that it's like, let's not run around this. Let's read it. Let's engage it. It's there. So let's deal with it. So yeah, I don't ever want to sugarcoat things. I don't want to ever want to, uh, give lip service to things that, um, uh, require or deserve, I should say, um, a more thoughtful response. And so with that, I think, uh, let's just call this a wrap and we'll let this, uh, question sit with you guys as the listener and uh, so interact with us on our facebook page leave us a comment leave us some feedback go watch some of hitchin stuff you know uh and then next week we will be back with another show is uh, a follow-up uh to this uh very profound question so until next time we will see you back here uh at the loft <laughs>